Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. Davenport has a new school superintendent. But it's been a bit of a revolving door as of late. Dr. Art Tate left after spearheading the district's attempt to ignore Iowa rules about classroom spending. And then Dr. Robert Kabilski retired after two years when the state of Iowa decided he should not be the person to lead the district. Now T.J. Schneckloth is the superintendent who must face part of the problem he's inherited from one predecessor and find solutions the other predecessor did not. Tell me this, you've got such a short period of time to make sure that all students are able to go to school full-time in the Danport District. What do you still have to do to make that possible? Well, when the governor signed the piece of legislation that, that required all schools to, to provide a face-to-face -face option February 15th, first thing that we did, well, actually, we started the process a couple weeks before because we saw it coming. We, we put together return to learn teams that we had utilized during the summer, health and safety, academic standards, um, infrastructure, equity, and social emotional behavior health. And we, we re completely reviewed our plans that we had. And we looked for places to where we could maximize our, our mitigation strategies. And, and as we know, when we return face to face on the 15th, we're not gonna be able to appropriately provide six feet social distancing. So we had to make sure that we were trying to do everything that we can um, in all the areas. Example, lunches. We know that we're not going to be able to get six feet in our lunch anymore, but we, but we had to try and find places to space out, things like that. So the first thing we had to do is step, uh, put teams together. And now we're in a spot where, we're, where we are uh, reviewing our staffing patterns and things of that nature to make sure that we are ready for our students on the 15th. Now, obviously, you weren't doing it before because you had concerns. It, it, you must still have those concerns. Absolutely. There's, there's quite a bit of concern in our community. You know, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that this is now legislation, and, and so we have to be ready for it. And so um, there is a lot of concern in our community. Um, and families are reaching out. They want, they want to know, how are you going to keep my child safe? And and we're we're doing the best that we can. One, one positive news is that our that our staff um, are starting to receive their first round of vaccinations, and so that's a positive. But the, the biggest thing that we can do is make sure that our that we're we're masking up and trying to maximize the space that we have, and we're washing our hands and cleaning our surfaces, um, and then try and provide the, the highest quality of education that we can for our students. You know, and there's. When I talk to our teachers as there's, and, and students and families, there's, there's anxiety coming back. But there's also this notion like I'm really excited to see all of my students come back. And we're having students come back from the virtual platform as well. 
So we will get students in the building that haven't been in the building all year long. Now, you do know that there are studies, you know, the CDC has said it too, is that in some ways schools are the safest places to be because of the mitigation factors that you have. It, it seems like uh, bringing kids back to school is not as bad as we first thought almost a year ago. You know, that data is pretty interesting. We meet with the health department every month. We review our data. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if our transmission rates in the community change because we, we are obviously the largest school district in the area. And so when we come back full time, when we have um, that large of congregations um, in, our, in our schools, it'll be interesting to see if that does have an impact on the transmission rates in our county. We talk about the kids, of course, but you also have staff and, and teachers as well. In the past, if a teacher got sick, they may be gone a day or two. With COVID-19, they could be gone 10 to 14 days. How are you ready for that as well as your ability to find substitute and temporary teachers? Well, that is probably one of the biggest worries that we have. Um, when we have to quarantine staff or staff are sick, uh, those classes need to be covered. And right now we're covering them with additional staff. The administrators are covering. And so um, public service announcement, uh, we, need, we need guest teachers. So if you think that you have what it takes to be a guest teacher, please get on the Davenport Schools website and apply because we, we can take as much help as we can get in that area. Because you're absolutely right. That, that is a concern that we have as we come back. You know, we're going to have to do um, our own contact tracing. Um, and, and so we're, we're going to be working our way through that as we go. But that is definitely a concern that we have. You are now the third superintendent in about two years. You know as well as I do in the community that you're under state mandates to uh, do a lot of corrective measures involving budgeting, uh, minority and, and special education. What is it that you're going to do that your last two predecessors either couldn't or didn't? Well, there isn't anything that right now we're working with the Department of Ed and there isn't anything on that we're being asked to do that isn't good for kids. And so right now we are working through um, the plans of implementation and we recently went and, and visited with the State Board of Education and got good feedback, good next steps. And, and we're ready to implement those things. Our, our staff are ready to move forward. Um, and so, so basically we have a set of, we have, a, we have our set goals and we're moving towards it. And I will tell you that is one thing that I, I am very passionate about. We have a wonderful district, a amazing community, great teachers and staff and students. And you know what? They deserve to have these things implemented in the right way. And that's what we're gonna do. We're absolutely going to do that. What do you say to uh, minority students and, and particularly minority families and parents who really question how the Davenport school system operated in the past? Well, the plans that we're setting forth are really going to address our issues and concerns that we have. We're going to set out um, the board president and myself. We are beginning to plan sessions where we're going to we're, we're going to invite community members in to talk to us and our leaders. And so we're going to begin to, to listen to our community. What is it that they want to see from our, from our school district and move forward and making those plans happen? Now, you've been with the district for more than 10 years. I mean, this criticism is something you must have been hearing before. It had to have your attention in the past, or were you surprised at the extent of it? Well, the, the biggest thing that we can do is, is, is focus on the goals that we have right now. And so... <clears throat> 
the, the issues and concerns in our community have been voiced to us. And the disruptions that we've had and the change of leadership that we've had has absolutely disrupted our progress. But right now, we have, we have stability and we're ready to move forward with, with the goals that we have. What is the state's role, the State Board of Education's role right now with Davenport Schools? I mean, how much leeway do you have to come up with ideas and implement them? Or does everything have to go through the state now? So that's a great question. Um, every Monday and Friday, I meet with Amy Williamson and Dr. Lebo. And we talk about how's it going? What are your next steps? Get feedback. They are there in a collaborative way to eliminate any barriers to, to um, provide support for the district. And so, so far, everything that we're doing is, is, is collaboratively. If they feel that the district needs to go in a certain direction, they provide that guidance. And so it's, it's, it's a really been a clear path for us to go. And if they need to mandate something that the district does, they do that and we move forward um, in, a, in a collaborative way. But doesn't that in some way lessen the role of the elected school board? So what, one of the things that we've really been working on is establishing um, the school board members on, on the different committees that we have. Um, for example, when we did our most recent return to learn, we, we placed board members on those return to learn committees. And so their, their input is very valuable. Our board members are, are wonderful members of our community and they, they have great ideas on how to move our district forward. And so we're maximizing the use of our board members um, on the front end of all of those things. Right now we're going through uh, uh, some, some excellent training with Iowa Association of School Boards. And as a matter of fact, before this meeting, we were, we were working on uh, our upcoming staff development or professional development with our school boards and, and my goals actually in those areas. And so what we've been doing is, is utilizing our board members more in a hands-on manner. And, and it really has uh, been a positive for that um, in, in that way. The other huge challenge for Davenport schools, and let's be honest, every school district is the budget. And, and it looks like, you know, because of the pandemic, it really created new challenges for you to rethink education and rethink where you allocated money. How difficult is this year for budgeting? You know, this, this, this year we have learned so much. You know, since I took took over in October, uh, we've been working very closely with uh, with a gentleman by the name of Gary Sinclair, and he's well respected across the state as an Iowa finance person. And so he's our advisor to the district. We have established line item budgets. We have a school finance committee that regularly meets and reviews our financial reports and makes suggestions to the board, and that includes two board members. Um, and so we are on track when the last time we reviewed our financials we are on track to be positive by the end of this school year and that is a great relief and we're going to continue to monitor we have systems in place now um it, we have systems in place now that are actually going to outlast anybody on the board the superintendent and those things that are really important um, as we move forward these checks and balances are really going to help us make sure that our budget is stable um in terms of the pandemic, it, it has made us adjust. It has made us move uh, move our resources. You know, but there's one thing that we can do. It, this has been a crisis, and we are learning so much about how our students learn. You know, just look at the interview I'm doing today. The last time I got an opportunity to sit down with you, I had to sit in a chair and put makeup on and, and <laughs> have the bright lights in my face, and you were 
you were excellent at it and it caught me off guard, you know. <laughs> but here we sit across the Zoom having an excellent conversation that's going to broadcast uh, probably in multiple venues. So look at look at how this has changed. Education is the same way. We have students that are struggling online. I, I don't want to make any um, I don't want to make any bones about it. Face-to-face -face education is the best way to educate our students, and and hopefully we can get there as fast as possible. But there are some instances where you know you might be able to take an online class, or we might be able to utilize online for credit recovery. You know, you might be able to um, meet with somebody across the country. So there's there's opportunities that we can learn from out of this pandemic. Um, and you know what? There, when we get our students back uh, full time, face to face, all of them. We know that there's going to be an issue with with credit recovery and we know there's going to be some lost learning. So we're going to be asked again to reinvent our system to to recover that learning. And, and I'm really excited about doing that. It's going to be an incredible challenge because make no mistake about it. The paying attention online and paying attention in class are two completely different things. And I can't wait for our students to come back. Well, let's be honest, graduation in person and graduation remotely two very different things. Do you have a pledge to the class of 2021 for what's going to happen for a graduation and the end of this particular school year? Well, yeah, we we put the deposit down on the mark or not in the mark. Listen to me. Dude. Yeah, you've been here a while. <laughs> <laughs> so the tax yeah, layer so, center is reserved. <laughs> yeah, the, thank you very much. Yeah. So we as of right now and you know this could change on a dime it's it's our it's our goal to provide an in, a face-to-face -face, graduation and obviously if that doesn't work i want to tell you one of one of the greatest joys about being a superintendent is that day that is just i get goosebumps thinking about it it's it's one of the highlights of your life walking across that stage it's it's a moment in time that nobody can ever take take anything away from you and it's a culmination of all the efforts of your parents, your family members, your your friends that got you to that to that destination. It's not a finish line, you know. It's it's a spot in your life, but it really does need to be celebrated. So I'm I'm excited to do something face to face, and and we're prepared to do that. Now, we all know that things can turn on a dime. Um, and so, yeah, we have a commitment right now to do that. That's Davenport School Superintendent T.J. Schneckloth. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.